Hello, I'm Rhythm Bhardwaj and you're welcome to my show where we talk to different people about experiences they might have faced in the past which have affected their well-being quantum. Today to reflect the multiculturalism of our society, we are going to talk about how migrating to a foreign land affects a person's both physical and emotional well-being. Being a migrant myself, I can very well apprehend the idea of leaving one's mother country and accepting another land as our own. The situation becomes even more challenging when satisfying not just yours but your family's needs is your responsibility. Hats off to our mothers, fathers, grandparents and all the others who contribute in making these journeys successful. With us today we have a beautiful mother who has agonized this situation of shifting lands. This strong woman not only managed to take care of her family's well-being but also is providing support to the people in the community to enhance their economic well-being as a successful banker. Hi Miss Neetu. Hi Vidham, how are you? I'm good today. How are you? All well. Can you please tell our audience about a, about your place of origin and when did you shift to Australia? Well, my place of origin is beautiful country called India, a land of multicultural diversities, I would say. Yeah. And uh, when did I shift to Australia? Precisely a year back. Yeah. So, uh, how was your family structure at the time of migration? Well, it was well established i would say since i have been living there for more than 40 years as i said so my immediate family i had two kids one is in going to be near 11 who was supposed to be he, she passed out year 9 when i moved from india and a little son aged 6 at that point in time and that was me my husband and my in-laws who did not decide to come back come here with us so we were four of us so you experienced a split in the family where absolutely it's like we've been staying with our in-laws for 17 years that i've been married for and it was like immediate um, detachment you know so two of them my in-laws uh, decided to stay back there and four of us had to come here that might have been totally difficult times. absolutely absolutely yeah So uh my next question becomes very relevant to you because as you said you moved to Australia at quite an old age. So starting your life afresh requires you to set a range of goals in order to move forward in life. In this context of yours I'm sure there might be a range of short, medium and long-term goals that you wanted to achieve. Would you like to share some of your immediate goals that you had the day you moved to Australia? Yeah, we came here with real big goals some of them were short term some of them were like mid term some were long term uh, yeah talking particularly about the goals here yeah, the short term goals immediately were like you know taking care of the normal financial well being of the family wherein we can just move our respective life you know in a smooth and streamlined manner taking care of the education of the kids this was you know so and at the same time both of us me and my husband should have an employment in order mm-hmm. to run the family well so i think this was a very very basic need that we had set ourselves for and you can name it as a short term goals as well yeah so we hope you achieved all your goals mm-hmm. uh, i also have a suggestion for you in this case so mm-hmm. the best way of setting goals is by using the mnemonic smart smart which st- stands for specific measurable achievable relevant and time so by applying these aspects of smart goals to your goal setting it becomes easier to achieve your goal so uh 
Next thing is that we need a range of resources to achieve goals we aim for. These resources could be human and non-human. Uh, human resources are resources which an individual possesses in themselves like skills, experiences, etc. And whereas non-human resources are provided to us by the community like food, oil, water. So what were the key human and non-human resources you needed to achieve some of the above goals? So like educational needs or economic needs. So what were your resources you needed? Well, I would relate your question with, uh, you know, with the goals that I talked just yeah. about. Yeah. So taking, let's talk very specific. So let's say the kids education. Yeah? yeah. So that was my one of the goals, the better education. So the support that we needed was definitely uh, NSW education, the good schools, the teacher, you know, the supporting uh, staff members, etc. So that was one, uh, you know, support that the resource rather we needed for this. So basically so, schools and your teacher's knowledge. So that's yeah. Besides, uh, now financially, you know, that was very, very important. Job is not something that you get from the day uh, on the day one. So we need, we had to have some resources which takes care of our financial being. There was the money that we carried from India, but then for how long can we survive on that? So there was a support, immediate support that was, that was required. So we spoke with a couple of our acquaintances here. We got to know about Centrelink, you know, which is definitely a big emotional, mental and financial support. And we... Then I went, you know, to uh, Centrelink and the resources that we were pro that were provided by them, it was really, really helpful for us. So we started getting family tax benefit and those small money, but at that point in time, it mattered a lot to us. Another example, one day we were just walking and we happened to see the lights of the church, though I'm a Hindu and uh, not that I, I, am a, I really get into the religion religion, but then we just saw church and we happened to just go there. The father out there and the entire people who were there, they started praying. They just started talking to us. I mean, I would say, coincidentally, he was an Indian himself who came here about 45 years back. Mm -hmm. One of the you know cities of India. And he just started to talk, started talking to us. And uh, we then spoke like, you know, we are not really like, we were so well done in India. Like, you know, as I shared with you, we were very well done. It's just that... So it was a big decision. So he said, don't no, not to worry. Jesus will take care of you. The entire people out there started praying for us. So it was one of the resources. I would say non-human, you can put it as whichever way. But uh, yeah, or the human resource, that matter. But then, yeah, the support and the various support, emotional support that you get from the various people around, they come across to be like really good. Resources. So all these resources put together, I think it helped us in achieving our immediate so uh, next thing is that resource management is a process of deciding on how to use resources effectively. How did you decide as to how you will use and prevent wastage of, let's say, money that was a resource to you? So one of the things that I would say that, let's say in India, you know, we have this culture of uh, cooking at home. You have maids, you have domestic support and all that thing. So we, we, we don't really often go out and eat. Yeah, We cook at home. Occasionally, we do go out. So this concept or rather this cultural uh, thing of India, let's say, has helped us a lot. So my kids would particularly want to eat with this cooked at home, you know, so we were not really going out and spending a lot uh, in going out and eating. So we would cook at home. At the same time, there are certain things, you know, for example, I'll give you a very small example of, let's say, curd, you know. So when we go out and buy a curd, it would cost, cost me $15, for example. 
And then I thought that, you know, why to buy this uh, curd, which has uh, some probiotics or whatever, etc. You know, something, why, why can't I do it at home and give my kids the fresh? So this is, this is when re- resource interchangeability comes into place. So as you said that milk, like your dairy products, that you had them in abundance and which were cheaper. So you use that to access something which you didn't have. So for example, curds. Another suggestion on managing your resources effectively is by developing your personal management skills. So these skills include our decision-making skills, uh, planning and organizational skills, communicational skills, and problem-solving skills. So if you apply this on your resource management, you are able to manage your resources even more effectively. Uh, Next question is that during our CAFs course, we learned about specific needs of every individual in the community. So you, you, you even mentioned the basic needs, right? This is what specific needs are of any individual. So these are requirements which are essential for survival. Uh, so these specific needs are safety and security needs, health needs, which could be both physical and emotional, education needs, uh, need of a good sense of identity and an etiquette standard of living, which is availability of basic food, clothing and shelter. So during your migration period, do you believe you were lacking any of these specific needs and why do you feel so? There were certain things, you know, I think I would be repeating the same thing again. I would say emotional need, I would I would put it that way, you know, when back in our land, when where we are grown, like taken birth, you know, born, grown, and we are surrounded with the people who we have grown up with. So you always have the emotional support of lot many people, not from the immediate, immediate, like immediate family members or the friends, but a lot of other people as well. I was a little skeptical about the same being provided here because, you know, we shifted to, let's uh, NSW. We did not know anyone in NSW for that matter, yeah? So I was like, who will we talk to? Will there be people who will be responsible, responsible A, responsive B, yeah? So certain, I was really uh, skeptical about it. Uh, financial, like I said, we had limited resources, but somewhere I had that belief it will be taken care of gradually, if not immediately. Um, safety, no, I don't think we had any safety issues. Education, definitely not, because we knew that our kids will be taken care of. To start with, if we really want to move to the next level, we can definitely do that. So I would say emotional need was something uh, I was really worried about. Yeah. So all the other parts of the interview and all the other questions links back links back to my next question, which is regarding human well-being. So well-being is the degree of satisfaction a person experiences from his or her life. A person's well-being depends on fulfillments of needs and availability and accessibility of resources. Well-being of a person is determined by six factors. social Their social health, their physical health, their emotional health, uh, their economic stability, uh, cultural connection and spiritual stability. What ex- aspects of your well-being were affected as a result of migration? Emotional, I just spoke about. Uh, financial, also I spoke about in one of the previous questions. Yeah. Uh, in a way that, uh, you know, we were so well taken care of. Um, yeah, in a way like we had money there and yeah. et etc. Et we wouldn't mind spending whatever, but then here we had to take, take care of it. A lot of, a lot of differences, a lot of uh, cultural uh, difference, you know, I would say. Uh, so as you said, all the all the factors were affected except for spiritual health because as I'm talking to you, I can see that you were a strong person at that point of time. Oh, I was ready for the change. I yeah. knew it's going to be a big change that we're at this junction of my life. I was ready for it. So yeah. I think I've accepted it. Yeah. 
So uh, you are a part of your family group, right? The well-being of all the members in a family affects the entire well-being of your entire of, of the group, right? So even if one person in, in a family is not, for example, say, is not emotionally healthy and is not emotionally well, that will affect the other family members as definitely, well. Definitely, definitely. Yeah? Yeah. So as you said, your emotional well-being was lacking at that time. How did that affect, say, your children? Okay, so let me say this with an, with an example, yeah? So like I said, I was really doing so well back in India. I was heading an organization and then suddenly I came back to ground zero. Mm -hmm. So I actually came from an occupation which kept me busy 24-7. I was traveling, I would talk to clients all the time, you know, and taking care of the organization I was working for, etc., etc., etc. And suddenly I came here wherein for three months I did not even know whether I have a job in hand or not, you know, though everything on the back of the mind was working. So what happened? This actually kept me really um, uh, a in stress, yeah. B, um, I was just not emotionally healthy, as I said. I did not know what's lying ahead. So I used to be so much in stress that then I would not talk well with my husband. I would get agitated. I would get irritated if he says something. And we started to fight on a small, 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 small matters. So you know, it used to affect me, my husband, and definitely the kids who had got no role to play. And they were getting affected and they used to really get scared of, you know, not comfortable, not something. So it was a hard time. The above information can be used to understand how migration affects individuals and groups' well-being. Ms. Neetu's past experiences, values and beliefs made her react to this change in her life in a unique way. This might be completely different from your reaction as you might hold different beliefs and values than hers. Thus, our individual beliefs and past experiences drive our actions and resource management. And if this management is efficient, our specific needs are met, which enhance individual and group well-being. Ms. Neetu, thanks for such beautiful answers and thanks for your time today. Uh, we hope that you and your family have a successful life ahead. Oh, thank you, Rhythm. I think you drove me past on <laughs> your back where I started my journey from. It's been a good recapturing everything. Thank you. Uh, and to our audience, please keep listening to other such incredible stories with us and thanks for listening.